Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. descriptions of acts of violence or of a sexual nature and is intended for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. Jim and I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts I'm retelling were told to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victim. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended... Please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Woody, what do you typically do to prepare for an interview like this? It's my OCD that gets me. So I'll run in different scenarios through my head like a million times on the way I want to put the human face on Barbara Blunt, etc. But you have to understand, you know, real life, real crime, and me. I, I, I'm 12 years late to this dance literally starting from scratch and that's what we're doing today woody and our producer toby are driving to the blunt property to interview barbara blunt's daughter christy today is friday march 6th and it's 10 a.m in my mindset it's like the crime just occurred somebody just abducted barbara blunt and i'm doing exactly what i would be doing if i was 
the homicide detective on the case, which is starting with the family members. You have to exclude the inner circle first and then work your way out. Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. In, I'm going to be doing a very special interview today uh, on on the Bar- Miss Barbara Blunt's case. What happened to Barbara Blunt? Jim Raffman is not with me today. He's working the case diligently from Orlando, going through the case file and everything that was provided to us by Sheriff Ard. Uh, but I'm going to be interviewing Miss Barbara Blunt's daughter, Christy. And so y'all know we're raw and unscripted and unedited. It's not going, nothing's going to be taken out of this interview. Um, it's, you're going to get what's real. Okay. And now lifers, we need your help. We need we're going to put the tip, the hotline in today's episode and everything else. Uh, uh, we need your tips. I don't care what it is that you might have heard in the past 11 or 12 years about Miss Barbara Blunt's case or if you have a theory or whatever, whatever it is. There's no idea that's dumb. Call it in. Let us work it. Okay? That's how we're going to solve this case. Somebody out there knows what happened to Miss Barbara Blunt, and we need your help. You got to step up. Uh, so y'all listen to this today, uh, my interview with Miss Christie, and think about it if it was your mama, or your grandmother, or your sister, or your family member that had been missing for this long. All right, with that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Good morning, Miss Christie. Good morning. Thank you for having me, and, and I really appreciate you. This is not an easy process, obviously, for you, but um, I just want to talk to you today about your mama, and 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 I want the difference is, Christie. I want people to know who Barbara Blunt was, right? I don't, I don't just want them to read some newspaper article. This is where we get to put the human face on Miss Barbara, right? I mean, I know they run a, a, a news ad on it every year or something like that, not an ad or, or whatever you call it, a, a, 
a spot on the news or they may somebody may write something about it or whatever but that doesn't do it justice I mean, and I'll tell you why the ever since I started Real Life Real Crime I mean after the first episode somebody sent me something saying hey are you ever going to do something on Miss Barbara Blunt's case now as the year went on and we're only a year old a year and a month as the, the year went on the request to work your mama's case kept coming up again and again and when we started the Cordy Coco case it went crazy I mean I was getting sometimes three people a day hitting me up saying hey you know Miss Barbara was an awesome lady and I you yeah none of them had the same last name I'm talking about people just off the, from Livingston Parish and, and and wherever they were like you know this case needs to be solved right and this family needs closure can you can you work this and they got to such a point uh, where I started telling first of all I didn't have the time I always knew the case right but uh, of the case but I told him I said you need to start call, call your sheriff if you want me to work at call your sheriff and evidently they bombarded him and, and um, as you know uh, about a month and a half ago he reached out to me about working this and then when he and I maybe two or three weeks ago I met with them the first time started going through the file stuff and then he and I did the release um, about the, the episode last week about what happened to Barbara Blunt right in the I have to take my hat off to him I mean the, um, as you know years ago you know, y'all I met Christy for the first time this week at, at the sheriff's office just to break the ice and to see if, if you I could come and sit down and talk to you etc and um, like I told you then I used to work as a detective for Livingston before I went as a detective with the state police and um, for Sheriff Ard to take this approach it's pretty big I mean it really is visionary it's unheard of but we've had success right and and the difference is on this one on your mama's case in Courtney Coco's case is we have law enforcement's cooperation they're not fighting us and the uh, so listeners I want to tell you something this case is being worked and it's being worked the Sheriff Ford has assigned a ton of resources to it, but we're working it. Jim and I are working it on our own end also, but to have their help it is, is it, I think, is really going to give us a leg up. Um, all right, so but back to all these people contacting me independent of each other it's not like they had a coalition say let's you know hound Woody in the work of Barbara Blunt's case so uh, that tells me your mama had to be something really special and I want to learn about her today and and, um, can you tell me some of your family history like were you born and raised here I I actually don't know this my mom was born and raised in Bogalusa Okay, in Washington Parish, which yes. is only two parishes over mm-hmm. away from here. And then I don't remember what year she moved. She was living with her sister in Denham Springs. Okay. And she met my dad through her brother-in-law. Okay. They dated four months, and then they got married. Really? 
They were married for 33 years. Wow. And it, it, so. Wow, that's awesome. And um, I know, can you tell the listeners, if you don't mind, what happened to your daddy? He got killed in a car accident. He drove a tanker and he was hit by a train. Right, and it was a pretty traumatic yes. bad thing, right? Was it St. James or St. John Parish? It's St. Bernard, I think. St. Bernard, okay. And then, um, and then I'm sorry for that. I mean, I know that. How old were you when that happened? I was 26. Right, and that was in 2004, right? Right. And then, what did, what did your mama do for 11? At the time, she was working at Southern Eye Center. She was, she worked doing glasses and stuff. Okay, because I, I, the reason I asked that is because I don't think it was just people from Livingston that were contacting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, I, I think some from Baton Rouge and different places and, and Hammond. I was like, I don't know what she did, right? She must have really got around, but she, wherever she went, evidently she made an impact on people, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the... When they were married 33 years, y'all, y'all were raised out here or, or where? Right next door. Okay, so y'all, so you know, we are, I guess you call it the Blunt family property, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, when you say right next door, that was your mama's house? Right. That she went basically, and I hate to use, I'm not trying to be harsh or whatever, but basically she had to be abducted or lured out of that house. So, uh, um, and y'all, if, when I was outside, Miss Christie, right before we started, if you look across the field, you can see the house. It sits off the roadways, uh, um, and and so I mean, we're actually on that property right now. And so y'all were raised in that house, and it's you and your brother. The house was built when I was three years old. Okay. So. All right, and um, y'all had like. They had like cows and stuff. And I mean, cows. and I mean, we're we're in a really rural area for the people that are listening. Um, way north of Holden, we got to be close to the Saint Helena line. Two miles. Two miles. See, I used to patrol all this way back in the day, and I was telling Toby, my producer on the way up here, I said that I, I can tell you a story about just about everywhere up here. <laughs> I did this here and did that there. So, um. You and your brother, and that's it? Right. Okay, and, and how far are y'all apart in age? Two and a half years apart. All right. He's older or younger? He's older. All right. And so you're, you're raised there, and, you, and your daddy died in 2004. And what did your mama do um, after your daddy died? She basically just took care of the cows. She still took care of us, even though we were grown. Right. And just took care of the property. Yeah. Cut the grass. She, the, the, I saw the, I might have to call them crime scene photos, the original crime scene photos. And when, when you shoot photos like that, you shoot everything from every angle because you never know what, what you might miss or, or need to look at years later on. It's a very nice uh, uh, brick style you know, country home but it was, it was immaculate the the outside uh, uh, was was well kept the um the I even saw the tractor in one picture so she is that the tractor she used to cut the grass or the lawnmower the lawnmower mm-hmm. okay. and then uh the the inside of the house 
was almost like OCD clean. And it, everything was spaced right. But she's that kind of person. She was always clean. Everything had to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, on the day that she went missing, wasn't she supposed to be doing some type of spring cleaning or something? She was cleaning out the cabinet that had all of her pots in it. Yeah. And so, but y'all, the 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 pictures of the inside of this house, uh, boy, my wife would kill me for saying this, but I mean, that like you said, my house is lived in, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's not that, I mean, obviously she lived there, but man, it was just so, uh, you could tell she took pride in it. She I guess, did. Was she always like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me about growing up, what kind of mama she was? Or? She was she was a great mom. She always took care of us, made sure our, she even washed and dried all our clothes. Yeah. She fixed supper every day, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. You know? What was what was the, your favorite thing that she cooked? Crawfish etouffee. Really? Yes. They, she, y'all boil the crawfish yourselves, or she would buy the packs. Yeah, yeah. So. She would make it. Hers was the only etouffee that I would eat. Really? Now everything's changed. It's, you yeah. know, it's different. But I would only eat her crawfish etouffee and her chicken and dumplings. Wow. Chicken, I bet she could make a mean pot of chicken and dumplings. Oh, huh? That's good really country. Good. country. I, now I'm from the countryside, uh, um, from the East Lucian of Paris. And, mm-hmm. and so that almost as rural as this. Um, so evidently everybody liked her. Can you tell me about her personality? I don't think she had any enemies. She was straightforward. She always did what was right. And if it was wrong, she would tell you it was wrong. Right. She was a Christian. She went to church every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday. She was at church unless she was sick. Right. And I heard that. She's a very Christian lady and and, uh, of strong character. She read her Bible every day. Yeah. Said her prayers every morning and every night before she went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Before, first of all, I'm going to tell you this, and I, I told you this the other day, and I should, should have started out with this. I am, I truly am sorry, and I can't imagine, and, and I'm blessed that my mom is still alive. Uh, um, obviously, I'm a lot older than you, and the, I actually called her the other day after I left uh, our interview, right? You know, and I think uh, I should try to call him every day because you just don't know. But then, but it would be one thing to lose my mom at old age. It's it's a whole different nightmare that you're living. You know, can, um, and it's like ripping off a scab for you. I, I know you miss her every day. And and but can you take, let, let's go back to that time and and just tell me what you remember about it or that day or uh, I left for work. Well, it, it, this is May the May second. May second, two thousand. Two thousand eight. I would always go up there, you know, before I left for work. I didn't have to be at work till 10 or 11. She would always make sure we had something to eat before we went to work. That's and awesome, I had a right? dog, and I would always drop my dog off up there so she could watch her wow. and then pick her up on the way home. And 
I ate and she was had some pots out on the floor. She said, you know, whenever I, you leave, I'm going to finish cleaning out my cabinet. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year there, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well... Have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directive for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Yeah. You know, my pot's in it. I said, okay. I told her bye. I kissed her bye, and I left, and I went to work. Yeah. And then after work, it, well, when I got to work, it started raining hard. Mm-hmm. So I think it was around 1 or 1.30. I, always, I worried about her all the time. I would always call and check on her. I started calling when she didn't answer. Did you call her cell phone or house phone? I called both. Okay. And I, I called till probably about three o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I is I that called. unusual for her not to answer? Yes, very unusual. Okay. And sometimes she would go to Dental Springs and take my aunt shopping or wherever she needed to go. Well, I called and she wasn't there, and I called my brother and he hadn't heard from her, and I called my other aunt in Bogalusa, nobody had heard from her. Mm-hmm. So my cousin that lives next door, I called him. And I said, could you go check? I said, I'm leaving work and I'm coming home. So he went to check. He called me when he got there. I told him where the key was. He said, her car is here. He said, just stay on the phone with me. He said, her car is here? I mean, not her car. Her car is not here. Okay. And he said, just stay on the phone with me. And he said, the door is locked, but it's open. 
So it was it was it was locked, but it wasn't pulled to. Right. Okay. At the time, you had to pull it really hard mm-hmm. for it to latch. And he walked in. He said, "It's raining. The windows are open, mm-hmm. and there was pots on the floor." So well, she was cleaning her pots. You know, right. cleaning out her cabinet where her pots were. So he shut the windows because it was raining inside the house, right. and he was hollering for her. And he said, "I don't see her." And I said, just walk through the house. So he said, just stay on the phone with me, you know, while I walk through the house. And he said, she's not here. I said, well, I don't know where she's at. I said, I'm coming home. What, you know, he left and he went back home. And he said, don't go to the house. Come to my house. So I went to his house and he was calling, you know, he said, I'm going to call and, you know, make a report. Well, I went to his house and whenever I was standing there, the deputy passed. And he was on the phone with him. He said, you just passed my house. And he said, wait. And he said, we're going to another call. They had two calls. Somebody had seen her car and they called. Mm-hmm. And they, they put two and two together and they realized that that was her car. Mm-hmm. Okay. And tell me about where that car was. It was probably, probably less than a quarter of a mile down on Hunting Club Road. But it was pulled off in between two trees. Right. But that that road, that hunting club road, do they call it the CC road? Or do you know what they call it? We called it number seven. Right. All right. I and think that, it's that's Melray not far. Road or something. Yeah, that's not far from here. No. Uh, uh, about, about how far, if you had to guess. Less than a quarter of a mile. Less than a quarter of a mile. And so somebody... Was going down the Hunting Club Road and called it in, or did they were know? going down the main road, mm-hmm. and they just happened to see it, and they thought somebody had ran off, you know, right in there. And when they came back, you know, his mom was with him. She said, "Don't go down there." And she looked, and the keys were out by the road on the ground. So when when the deputy said we're, we're responding to a, a car, y'all went down there. My cousin did. Okay. And what's his name? Raymond. Okay. And and then um, is your brother's name Raymond? Also? Ricky. Ricky. Okay. The so he went down there, and then what did he tell you happened? When he came back and he said it was her car down there. Yeah. He said she's not down there, but it's her car. Okay. And he said we don't know where she was at, and that's when, you know, I started calling everybody to see if they heard from her. Or... Tell me about the keys again. The keys were laying in the gravel. But they were by the road. Okay. And that's what, you, that's what your cousin told you? That's what um, the lady up the road, when she came back with her son, she saw him laying there. Okay. And do, you, do you know her name? Christine. Okay. And then, um, so what were you thinking? I, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I know she just didn't just draw her car off there. Right. So that was just not like her. Right. So at this at this time, you know she's not at home. The windows are left open. It's raining, and from my understanding, it's like the mother of all rainstorms. Yeah. It said it rained like twelve inches in an hour, which is, you know, that's flash flood stuff guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the and so the listeners know by the time the sheriff's office got there. And before they could get a tow truck there, it rained so hard 
the water came up so fast it actually flooded into the front of your mama's car and all the way up into the floorboard the front seat mm -hmm. I mean it was like it was like I don't want to say the perfect storm uh, as, as far as destroying evidence and stuff mm -hmm. these guys had everything working against them and the about what time is it now if you can remember Probably about 4.30. All right. So still would have been plenty of daylight. So yeah. you're, you're at your cousin's house. Mm -hmm. what, what, what's going on? There's my aunts and uncles are coming. My brother showed up because he was at work. It's just everybody was coming trying to figure out what do we do next. Right. You know, what, where do we go look for? And, and were the cops telling you anything? I think they just said they were looking, trying to figure out who what happened. Right. And they, they, I think they went up to the house to look around the house. Did they, did they tell y'all not to go to the house or anything like that? They couldn't or, go to the house. They told y'all not to, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And so I guess everybody's pretty freaked out at this point. Right. And then, and then what do you do? You just, you pray. Right. Pray that, you know, she just shows up or, you right. know, you, did, you don't know what happened to her. Right. You know, she was sick or anything, but I mean. But she she wasn't sick then. No. And, and, and as a matter of fact, she was pretty healthy. She was healthy. Yeah. And and she was 58 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And in really good health. I mean, she worked in the yard all the time, obviously took care of the cows and had a garden and everything else, right? I mean, she right. was very active. Right. And she's, she's, she had no mental issues. No. No, no history of it. So no, there's no theory like it was Alzheimer's or something like that or whatever. So you have a healthy, vibrant, beautiful, life-loving lady, 58 years old, a whole lot of life left to, left to live. And, right. and she's gone. She's gone. And um, what, what happened the rest of that day? That, I think, some of it's kind of blurred out. Yeah, just with whatever you can remember. We, we couldn't go up there till I think it was 9 or 10 o'clock. And they told us her phone was still there. At the house. That's, that's not like her. She right. would not go off and leave her phone. When she went somewhere, she would let me know she was going somewhere. Because mm -hmm. she knew, you know, we always worry. And it's, we had people just, a lot of people just staying with us. Mm -hmm. You know, and waiting. We couldn't do any searches until, I think, the next day. The day after, because because of the rain right. and the water. Right. And, and, and it was like bad rain. Let me ask you this. The would she have ever gone anywhere without her glasses? No. I mean that's I mean, she had to have her glasses. Can mm -hmm. you tell me? What would tell me about her vision and her glasses? I mean she could see without her glasses, right. but she could see, you know, right. it made it where she could see really good. But she always had them on unless she was sleeping. Right. And she would take them off. Right. So, her glasses, her cell phone, and what about her purse? Her purse was gone. Her purse was gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in, but the cell phone and the glasses were there. 
Were the glasses there? They were there, I don't remember. Yeah, and then and let me ask you this. The, the house, as any good, you know, my house uh, is an example. I mean, you walk in the door, first thing you see in, or deer heads on the wall and in a, a gun cabinet, right? Mm-hmm. The your mama's house, she had a, the gun cabinet. I mean, uh, one of the pictures she had a pistol on uh, the dresser. I mean, if some stranger pulled up her house, what what would she have done? If she didn't know him, she wouldn't open the door. Right, and then I mean, she certainly wasn't a stranger to a firearm, right? right? She if something would happen. And she knew how to use it. Right. And, and the... What do you think? What do you think, without saying any kind of suspects, names, or anything like that, that you think, what do you think could have happened to Miss Barbara? to get her out of the house like that and leave her phone and her other items and leave the door open. Somebody had to have taken her. She's not gonna, she wouldn't willingly go with somebody mm-hmm. unless they possibly would have threatened her that they had one of us. Okay. It, it, um... So it's clear there's no, there's nothing evidence-wise in the house. The house, like I said, was immaculate except for the pots on the floor and the one little phone, uh, like a cordless phone or something that was by the, there's no blood. There's no, uh, there's no trace of anything. Yeah. And there's not in the doorway or whatever. So the, it's not like they shot her and right there and then drug her off or something because there would have been evidence, right? right? And so in figuring out what happened to Barbara Blunt, I'm just trying to understand how they could have got her out. It, it seems to me like she left in a hurry, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's somebody came and said, like you said, we got your kid, or maybe maybe they said, hey, one of your cows is out or something like that. Does that ever happen? Or, I mean... Not uh, normally. Yeah. The, I, um, I just don't understand. I'm trying to figure it out myself, right? Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm almost 12 years late to this investigation. And, and to me, I'm starting to square one, mm-hmm. right? And, and uh, which is talking to you. Um, can you tell me what, what happened in the days that followed? We just... I think there was three days that we just walked in the woods, waited in the water, looking for any kind of piece of evidence, her, a shoe, anything. Right, and it was a lot, a lot of people came out and volunteered, yes. Yes. and the helicopters were up, and the, um, the uh, uh, necrosearch dogs came from Texas. I mean, there was a lot mm-hmm. of people, right? Right. And, and nothing. Nothing. Nothing was found. But again, there's nothing more powerful or more destructive than moving water. And 
it, it flooded. I mean, mm -hmm. it literally flooded. And not as bad as like in 2016. I don't know how y'all did up here in 2016, but the but the water came up so fast. I talked to you know, some of the law enforcement guys that were there, and they said it's just unbelievable. Never, they'd never seen it like that right. uh, at that time. And the water came up and stayed up a little bit. And, and then so you have that working against you. Um, but you would figure that what everybody up here hunts, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I guarantee you there's not an acre around this area that somebody doesn't have a lease or run dogs on or squirrel hunt or rabbit hunt or whatever people spend time in the woods. I know that's why I was raised. Mm -hmm. You would figure in time somebody would have stumbled across something if right. she was in that area. Right. What do you think? I don't think she's around here. Like you said, we would have found something. Right, right. And, and you see, lifers, the, the one thing is there's no such thing as a perfect crime. It seems perfect to this point. The bad guy or bad guys or girls, whatever, whoever, whomever they are, they've gotten away with it mm -hmm. to this point. But there's no such thing as a perfect crime. And obviously, she's not in this area. So that means somebody had to move her. Right. All right. And that means somebody knows something. Okay. And th those people have family members. They, they may have told something over the years. Or you know, a, a lot of times, cases like this, somebody will get drunk and let something slip. And, uh, or, you know, a wife may feel that their husband was acting funny at the time. And this is what we need. We need people to get em emotionally involved about Miss Barbara and you and your family's pain and and, um, and to call in any kind of tip no matter how small if it's just a hunch y'all have or a thought or an idea you it may be it's not it's not silly it may be the idea or the the, the piece that we need to break this case open um, can you tell me What you miss most about your mama? I miss seeing her every day. Yeah. And and you have kids now? Yes, I have two. And your mama never got to meet them? Never did. I mean... She loved kids. And that's all she wanted was grandkids. And now she has four. I bet she'd have been the best grandmama. What do you think they're called? A granny or grandma? Probably mama. Mama? We would have never seen them if she was still alive. They would always be at our house, I'm sure. Mama, I bet she'd have spoiled them riding. But, but, but she... She would have. She'd have been... But, and, but she'd have been stern with them mm -hmm. and raised them right, right? Right. It's okay, so okay. And I mean, the um, this is what people need to know. You know, so do you? What, what do you tell your kids about about your mama? I, I tell them, you know, the truth. I explain to them what happened, that we don't know where she's at, because they're old enough to understand it. Yeah. I mean, they talk about her. They ask about her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And what do they ask? And they ask. If they would do something, and I tell them. Well, if your mama was here, you know, you wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And 
they just want to know how she was and you know what she did and yeah. about her mama and daddy yeah just and um about the oldest was probably about two it was December I think of 2011 I had went to the cemetery to put flowers on my daddy's grave and my little girl was only about four months old and she was asleep so I left her in the car and my little boy was with me he was getting you know leaves off the grave he was happy and we've been there for a few minutes the wind started blowing well he's he acted like he got scared he said mama I want to go Is you ready to go yeah I want to go bye-bye I said, what's wrong? He said, I'm, I'm ready to go. I said, something scared you? He said, yeah. We got in the car and we left. And I said, what scared you? He said, that lady. I said, what lady? He said, the lady back there. I said, he said, she talked to me. I said, what did she say? He said, she told me she loved me. And I just, I cried all the way home. Yeah. And we got home and my husband showed him a picture of mama. He said, Junior, is this who you saw? He said, yeah, Momo Barbara, I saw her. She told me she loved oh me. Oh, my God. Okay. And it's Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I got goosebumps. So the, oh, he doesn't That's remember right. it this day. Yeah. But as a two-year-old can't make no, a no, story no, no, like no, that. No, 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 And you know, they, they no. say uh, children are much more perceptive to... Um, Spirits, or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call them. But she, 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 and he said, She told me she loved me. And then when he got home, he, he, he knew he, what was her. Yeah. Oh my God. No, he doesn't, he doesn't remember it happening. Yeah. But the. Golly, I don't know what to say about that. That's, that's amazing. I mean, it made, I mean, 
um, no doubt she would have been the best mama in the world, right? And then to reach such love, to reach from the other side and, and be able to tell your son that is really awesome. I mean, I believe, I, I know what I know, and I believe that that is certainly possible. Never would have thought that would ever happen. Yeah. The, um... I don't know. The... As the years went on, How did it make you feel, and and, and at what at what point did they declare her legally dead and, and and all that? It was probably about two or three years after she went missing. Yeah. They declared her legally dead. That's gonna be tough, even then. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, right? But then to say, it's, I know in my heart she's not on earth anymore. Right. You know. I mean, I, I know where she's at. Yeah. You know, she's. I'm at. I'm at peace with that right, part. Right. 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 So. Yeah. What bothers me the most is, I don't know how it ended. I know. Did she suffer? I know. Was it quick? Because she would have put up a fight. Yeah. She would. She would just took it. That, that's what really drives you, huh? And I get that. Mm-hmm. The, I'll tell you this, I'll share this with you. I always wondered about my, what I call high-risk victims, uh, the high-risk lifestyles of the victims of murder, and I always wondered that last second that they called and Jesus would come to them, you know? And then I wrote a book uh, about, because when I died on the table in 2009 and my experience with it wouldn't happen, so I can tell you this, uh, the love that you have for your babies and the love that you have for your mama won't touch the love that your mama's feeling with Jesus right now. And, and I do not believe that he he let her suffer, okay? And I don't know. I, I know it's tough for you. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I, the, I, this is why we need to do this. I want to know, and I want you to know, good, bad, or indifferent. I okay. want you to know what happened to yeah, Barbara Blunt. And I got the goosebumps again. The, 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 um, I hope I hope she got a good luck in on them. You know what I mean? The, 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 or or it was just 
so swift and instant or whatever. I don't know, but you know what? We're going to find out. And we're going to make them pay. All right? Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on my deathbed working this case. Okay. All right? I'm not going to get off of it. And Jim Raff is not going to get off of it. The, I told you this the other day, all of her victims' families become her families. Because, oh, I mean, you and I are going to be close. I met you the other day. I liked your, your spirit and everything immediately. But you having me out here today and ripping off the wounds and, and crying and sharing these most intimate thoughts with me, that makes my heart open up even to you more. And we're going to be together a lot. And, and if you want to call me and just talk to me and I say, hey, Woody, you know, what about this? And I'm a good listener. All right, okay. and we're family from this point. All right, okay. and um, anything else? I know, I know you got probably a thousand thoughts in your head, but anything else you want people to know about your mama? She was just the the kindest, the sweetest lady you'd ever meet. She yeah. just. There's not a mean bone in her body. Yeah. She would do anything she could to help somebody. Right. And nobody deserves to be abducted and murdered. But your mama is mm -hmm. like, you know, even the people that live the high-risk lifestyles and, and when they get murdered, they're still victims. But your mama is on the opposite end of the scale. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, she's like the last person anybody would expect this to happen to you see it happening to everybody else. And you said, that'll never happen. You know, and then it does. Yeah. Being with every day and wondering, you know, who did it? Am I looking at this person? I'm there. I'm there. They could walk up and I'm talk there. to you, and they could be the ones that did it. Tell you this, everybody is a suspect except when I'm working the case and, and Jim. Um, everybody is a suspect except for me and Jim, right? And I mean, you're saying that, and I get that. That's so people don't. We can't get that when from a news release, right? When they said Barbara Blunt's been missing X amount of years, you can't get the fact that. The family lives with this. This is everyday pain. And not only your, your grandbaby's not getting to know their grandmama, the mama, um, but you haven't always wondered. I mean, you literally have to look at the house. You you literally probably, you know, think, how did they get her out of here? You know, mm -hmm. what happened? What are her last seconds like? Um, who did it? And... Jeez. They had to be watching to know that everybody was gone, you know? And it's an eerie feeling to know you've been watched for several days and you don't know who it is. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. this um, did, you, did you notice anything out of the normal? Right before it happened with your mama? Mm -mm. Okay. 
and then so you're here and now you got a pretty good guard dog out there <laughs> <laughs> so but the, um you're here today by yourself just like your mama was all those years ago i do wish they locked yeah well a lock keeps an honest man honest as soon as i walk in it locks yeah and I don't know. The, um, I promise you we're not going to get off of it. And I'm going to be calling you all the time. I'm going to be like, hey, Chris, you know, Chris, see this, this, and this, because that's how my brain works. So don't hate me. And then sometimes you're probably going to get mad at me. And sometimes I'll maybe get mad at you, but we have to agree to disagree and, mm-hmm. and move on. All right. Uh, it's not going to be an easy process. It never is. And it's not like it's in the movies. This is real life real crime and it's your, and it's your real pain that you're dealing with man if these your lifers you got to do call in what you know you're older now you probably have kids of your own family your own and maybe your mama's passing it since this happened or whatever call in you somebody knows something you gotta call it in if we can you ask them? Can you do If you know anything or have heard of anything, just please call and let, let them know so they can check it out and we can find out who did this. Right. And, and what happened to Barbara Blunt. So lifers, you, you can be totally anonymous. Yes, we have the cooperation of Sheriff Hard and the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, but I'm not... I don't have to turn I don't have to follow law enforcement rules. I do not have to turn over my sources to them or anything like that. I don't have to turn anything over to them. But so if you want to remain anonymous, that is totally fine. I do not care. If you want your name in it, that's totally fine too. I'll do that. But whatever you tell me or Jim Raffman, it it'll die with us if you don't want your name in it, et cetera. I don't care who you are. Uh, I, I care about what you know. So, y'all got to help us. Christy, anything else? Yeah. Okay, all right. And um, I appreciate you. Stay strong. I know it's... I know you live with the pain every day, but I know this makes it fresher, right? And it's gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And we're gonna But again, we're not gonna get off of it. And I know this also. Whoever killed Miss Barbara, you already know about this podcast. And you already know. You're listening. You're probably gonna be the first one to listen on the episode each week. Guess what, guys? We're coming for you. The best thing you can do is go ahead and turn yourself in now. Explain it as an accident or or whatever. But we're coming for you. We're not going to stop. There are things moving in this case right now, Chrissy, that that I'm not even going to share with you about. Um, We're working so many tips. We haven't even asked officially for the tips yet like we're doing today we're going to start pushing it on social media and everything and we have so many that have come in people are really interested and really they want to find out what happened to your mama I'll say 
but I sitting here and getting to actually put the human face on your mom and the human face on you and your pain, are, they're probably going to melt our tip line. And that's what we want, y'all. And hey, bad guys, we're coming. And we're not going to stop. And I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, everybody. I'm your host, Woody Overton. Real life, real crime, the podcast. And I'm begging you, call in what you know. No matter how big, no matter how small, hunch, idea, whatever it is, call it in or email it to me, Woody at realliferealcrime.com or Jim at realliferealcrime.com and we'll be posting the hotline number on all our social media, etc. You can totally remain anonymous. We can bring this home, people. Um, you saw what you did in, in Courtney Coco's case and justice for Courtney Coco as always. But let's find out what happened to Barbara Blunt. And right now, brand new Tom Play original that's dropping right now on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else. Y'all, this song is special because Tom Play wrote it about someone that died too soon and kind of fits in with Courtney Coco and Miss Barbara Blunt. And till next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. That's what I'm gonna miss More than anything else out of all this The little jokes only you and I would get You were the one that I would lean on Guess I never thought you would be gone Losing you is a lot to face alone I don't wanna walk away But I don't have a choice it seems
my one regret with us is I didn't love you enough. Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you weekly by Woody Overton, Jim Rathman, and executive producer Toby Tomplay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.